Try that again. <laughs> Whoops. False start. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. I'm Joan of Hart. And uh, Fender just uh, released a bunch of expensive guitars on us. <laughs> yeah, a slew of guitars. Uh, there were so many Telecasters in that lineup. I was like, you have other guitars, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's their American Vintage 2 series. I think it was like 2020 they had their American Professional 2 series. Mm. So now they're going back and they're redoing their Vintage series. And uh they're like way more expensive than the professional series, aren't they? Oh yeah, I was yeah. I was thinking about it when we were first first talking about uh, looking into talking about this topic, and I was like, wow, like I just got my you know you know Ampro two last year, and it was yeah. like fifteen hundred dollars you know or so, and now it's like you know hey now we're up to twenty four hundred. I'm like. Well, Fuck you. <laughs> like, no yeah, way. That's, that's crazy. That's real. It's, I know that everything is more expensive right now. That's way, that, um, that's a big jump, though. It's a big jump. And I know big. it's American made. But, uh, you know, when we were talking about the Fender layoffs a few months ago, mm -hmm. one of the things that had been posited was that Fender has no trouble selling those expensive models. It's the cheaper ones that they're yeah. having trouble moving, which, you know, a couple like techs and people I talked to, like people who do repair work and stuff said that's absolutely not true. They are selling a ton of those squires. Um, maybe they're just not selling as much of the like player series. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell, uh, and as far as even like with looking at the specs and things like that, I was like, I don't know. Other than, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the justification of this much of a jump is. Uh, people really, uh, they they get so excited about vintage stuff still. Yes, and, but I Take do think the people who get the most expensive about vintage stuff are older, probably more affluent. So I would guess the line is probably priced appropriately for them. Full disclosure, I am very sad I wasn't on this launch. Aww. There weren't – it was a smaller launch than some of the others, it looks like. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I really would have loved to have <laughs> played that $2,400 Jazzmaster. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I said. Like, that was the thing that kind of bothered me the most was the fact that there was only one Jazzmaster and yeah. all the other guitars have several different years uh, and specs. Whereas, yeah, the Jazzmaster only got one. And, and, it's, not, yeah, and it's, it's not like there's only like one year of Jazzmasters no. that people get excited <laughs> about. Like, you can go through the years and be like, oh, here's where they like were using the slab fretboard. Here's where they're using this. So yeah, yeah, it was sixty six. Like I, I don't like the vibrato, like the bridge bridges on them, like the actual vintage. I, I had an original um, American vintage. It, it was the AVRI series for hmm. Jazz Masters, and I replaced the bridge as soon as I realized I could. <laughs> that was one <laughs> of my first nice guitars. <laughs> that was actually the first nice guitar I bought as an adult, and I think I bought it for twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, 
That's what I mean. I mean, if you're yeah. comparing to the actual vintage cost of some of these guitars that they chose, and I think that's kind of a price point of, and that's not only Fender themselves, but also I saw Sweetwater doing some of that in their marketing of saying, hey, you know, you could buy this one for like 2400 whereas if you had to buy the original, it would be maybe ten or forty grand. I was like, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I yeah, did. I mean, when you put it that way, it's yeah, price performer, it but when like you put it... When you put great. it other ways, when you put it other ways, though, it's really not. <laughs> I'm sure they're great. I again, I didn't get to play one. Um, no, I know. It, we, it was, we, we just we just sound yeah. like we're like, oh, I wish I had one. Bitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very curious. I know. Will uh, Will Bennett the third? He got to demo it. I saw Ryan yeah. Burke. I think RJ and Jalen or Jay. Did they did they happen to send one to Mike Adams? I mean, I would think that anyone like that would be the best person to send that to. No, they didn't uh as far as I know. Mary Spender and Helen eBay are the only women I saw who uh demoed it. Hmm. Demoed the new series. And uh Helen and oh gosh, what's this guy does these great bass demos and I wrote about him in a reverb article. His name's just escaping me. Like he did the bass demo. I'm not, I didn't see a lot of demos on the bass, but um, no, I did not either. Yeah. So I, that's why maybe they're coming later. Um, most maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. Were there multiple bases in the, the line? Yeah, there was, uh, there is the, uh, precision bass from 1954. There is the uh, 1966 jazz bass. There is the 1960 precision bass. Mm -hmm. um, they also have uh, some lefties. I was like, oh, good. Have okay. Take care of the lefties, man. They always Please get left do. out. They really do. It's bummer. I feel bad for them always. <laughs> I always feel like left-handed guitars new are a little bit more expensive, but used. Yeah. They kind of like pick them up for a, a little bit less. So they all have nitro finishes. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. Yep. Uh, the vintage neck profile, which I, let's see, they have CV and U shaped necks. Does that mean, so different models obviously have different shapes. Yeah, I different like models have, uh, if I'm looking at the specs, at least for the first one, which is the 1951 Telecaster, because I did them two at a time. Uh, it looks like the 1951 has a U, I guess, as the neck shape. Uh, some of the other ones have, uh, yeah, the classic C's. Yeah, it's some of the classic. There's one that's a V. I think that is the 1957 Stratocaster. That one has a V shape. I like a V-shape. I do, too. On my St. Yeah. Vincent, I have a V-shape, and I like oh, it Oh, really? That's mm -hmm. nice. That's really cool. Oh, man, that P-base, that 54 <laughs> P-base looks really neat, to be honest. like if Yeah, that's how the ones that jumped out at me, too. And I was, I was like, ah, oh. out of basically, yeah. besides the Jazzmaster, the only one I looked at was like the 1954 uh, Precision Base with that pick card. It's really nice. Looking at these pictures on their website, it's like every other player is a woman. Or, you know, female presenting. Hmm. And they send two out to women. Again, it doesn't have to be me. I just would prefer no. a little bit more Did diversity. He, um, like, I don't, didn't just see... use, don't just use headless women in your marketing, for fuck's oh my sake. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I didn't see, because I was mostly just looking at specs, do you see any women of color being featured in this lineup at all? Um, it or anybody is... that's non-binary? It Women of color in general, Helen Ebay. Okay. Uh, yeah, as okay, a black yeah. woman. 
Uh, the basis I was talking about, he's he's uh, black as well. But um, there's some ambiguity. I'm going to just say it, like some racial ambiguity in the images on the website because mm-hmm. you just mostly because you just can't see their faces. Yeah, and also it doesn't. Sense. Not that it doesn't really matter, but um, RJ and Jalen or Jay are obviously people of color. But it was, you know, not as diverse a launch as Fender's had in the past. Yeah, um, I, I don't know too. what the I don't know what the reasoning is, and I hope the reasoning isn't that they're more expensive because that seems. Mm. Yeah, that, that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't translate well either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that P bass is really cool looking. Yeah, I, I thought actually, I was going to like the jazz bass more. I really thought I was going to like the jazz bass more, but I like the P bass a lot more. I also, I mean, the, one of the other things I liked about the Jazzmaster is the fact that they went with the colored headstock, which again, I typically I don't see a lot of that. So you especially, and Jason Mays both were into yeah, that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that looks really, I mean, I kind of wish my Ampro too had like a matching headstock, but I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I love it to death. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I accept that, but I think it would really look great. And this looks great with the matching headstock. I really do think they should do more of that uh, matching headstock colors. I don't know where my Ampro 2 is. It must be upstairs. I, yeah, I, th- I, think on, yeah. I think on a few things, I think me and Jason are like almost like similar and kind of like liking certain guitars or like, you know, pedals. <laughs> you know what does have a matching headstock is the Her Signature Stratocaster. Okay, yeah. Now I remember that one does. Because I'm like, I know I have a Fender with a matching headstock other than my Coronado 2. Hmm. Yeah, but usually it's yeah, pretty much like the natural uh, wood finish. Yeah, um, I I understand the matching headstock, and I don't dislike it. I like it more on the red than the blue. But if I were to pick one of these, I would pick the three color sunburst. I am hmm. a sucker for a, a sunburst uh, jazz master. <laughs> I I've never had one either i could have gotten one for the ampro 2 series but uh i went with the dark knight finish because it was more unique yes that's that's my favorite that's <laughs> really favorite. for me that's the only kind style of burst i've ever liked i've never been a sunburst person i've only liked yeah. it when it's been like reverse colors like the dark knight or kind mm-hmm. of a variance where like it's not a brown color it's like either black or some other vibrant color i like that more than like the natural coming through yeah, no. <laughs> not me, man. I really love the uh, like a tobacco kind of burst, like the Jazzmaster. What I never mm-hmm. liked was like the the bright sunburst of some Les Pauls. Like when I had a Les Paul, I made sure I oh, got those tobacco ones, yeah. burst on it. Yeah, I just I, don't like I feel those like either. it's I don't know. Yeah, too much. Yeah, it just didn't, doesn't fit my vibe particularly. No. Also, I those lo- colors aren't good for me either. Yeah. Yeah. I he, <laughs> I really like the. It looks like the fretboard is bound on the Jazz Master just from a distance. Let me find a closer well, picture. I'm looking. I'm scrolling down because I did notes. It looks um, like it, it is looks- around the heel, but that could just be the image. Well, at least from the specs, the neck material is maple. The neck binding is one ply white. Uh, neck, neck shape is binding. C. There you go. Yes. So it's one ply uh, white. The neck shape is a C. Um, the fingerboard uh, is, was it bound around laminate rosewood? Uh, dude, I am going to send you a picture. And I want you to laugh at it. 
Okay. Because I am honestly shocked that this made it through. Come on, okay. save. I'll go look. I'm oh just trying. It's I, not working. Uh, I'm trying so, not to laugh at the trust rod name. <laughs> what is the trust rod name? I know. I'm, I'm a 12-year-old boy when I say this. Vintage style butt adjust. <laughs> <laughs> uh so go to i wonder if it's on this one too Hold you're on, gonna have to navigate to the sunburst color putting it in internal navigate to the sunburst color and then click on that first picture and tell me what is wrong with that vibrato arm all right so i'm on the Hold on. Sunburst, three color. Hold on. Let me see if I can snip it on this app. There we go. Maybe. There we go. Snipped it. Because I couldn't save it from Nimbus, my normal app I use. Interesting. Do you see what I'm talking about yet? Hold on. I'm opening it now. Pictures. Where does my screenshots go? No. I have no idea where my screenshots go. <laughs> All right. So what... oh, found it. All right. All right. I'm putting it in discord. All right. Look at it at the vibrato arm oh and then God. look just up from the vibrato arm. What the, do you see what I'm seeing? There's an outline of a second vibrato arm. <laughs> it makes me this is feel great like Photoshop work. Yeah. I was about to say, this is Photoshop. This isn't actually a picture of, Nope. The Jazz Master. Yeah, that's, I'm seeing it now. Yeah, that's, that's definitely Photoshop. And that's also on the other ones, too, if you look. It is? Yeah. If you look on oh. the other ones as well. I couldn't um, see it very well yes, on the red. It's I was ghosted. looking for it. Yep. It actually is an outline. At least in the red one, I do see the mirror reflected carrying into the body. But that oh. wouldn't make sense that it would carry into the pick card, though, which is the weird thing. Oh, yeah. That's what they were doing. They were trying to go for a mirrored effect. Hmm. But it's not going to mirror like that against the tort guard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, did you know that these Jason May sent me a link like a month and a half ago? Of these, they leaked that long ago because one of the Shit. interns who was involved with the um, campaign design put it on their resume. It was in their portfolio. And someone found it. I don't know Ooh. how. Well, they were job searching it. for a reason, maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh, well, yeah, yeah they were an intern. Yeah, yeah, intern. Made sense. But, yeah. Ooh, that's that's usually, yeah, That that's kind of... If that's work you've most recently done, uh, you kind of need to ask your client or whoever you work for before you do that, though, anyway. Like, if yeah, I ever had do. to do that, I have to ask if they say no, like, you can't use it. Yeah. Yeah, unless my byline's on an article, I have to ask before I use it, which is why, frankly, a lot of the work I've done for really big companies isn't on my resume. Hmm. Like, uh, I can say I've done copywriting for Traeger Grills. I've done marketing with purple mattresses, but none of that's ever going to be in my resume. Not that I'm not proud of writing an article about how to grill hot dogs, <laughs> but. <laughs> Your hot dog real bad. Do you, know, do you know how many people Google how to grill hot dogs every month? It's too many. It's really? too many. Stop Google. It's, it's, it's not easy. difficult. It's pretty. <laughs> Cook till warm. Cook till warm. They're pre-cooked. Or born or or burn the shit out of it. I mean, I'm I sure the inside is cooked by then. 
<laughs> I'm sure that there are people who sell like un un pre cooked hot dogs, but oh it's God. not most people, man. Ultimately, what I did was it ended up being like a bunch of like recommended toppings for hot dogs. That, that I've seems like a safe do, bet. Something I've always wanted to do that my husband is kind of like about is I want us to either uh, do a pulled pork or a brisket, mm. and then I want to take some of the leftovers and put like it on top of the hot dog. Nice. Get some, oh, get we some meat on your brisket. meat. <laughs> oh, we haven't done a pulled pork or a brisket in so long. All right, there you go. There's a reminder. Uh, oh, it's Laura. <laughs> Speaking of. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I was talking, we were talking about something else, weren't we? <laughs> we are talking yeah, about we're, these American Men's Chew Jazz Mouth. Yeah, Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we got off topic of hot dogs. What is that? Well, I don't know, man. Uh, One so, of these things is not like the other. I, I mean, I'd like to take a break and talk about some what's, what's news now. Go ahead. 15 minutes in. So last week I did a demo for the Recovery Effects Ghost Writer. Nice. It's not a normal pedal. It doesn't actually have effects built into it. What it does is it turns your guitar into a MIDI controller. And you can use that to like play MIDI stuff on your DAW, which is how I demoed it. Or you can use it to like control synthesizers. So you can like have your synth on a pedal board and you can play monophonic synth leads through your through the ghostwriter the ghostwriter also has a through so it can live on the pedal board always sending stuff through the rest of your signal chain and then when you want to use the midi you can transfer over to that which i think makes it makes it i know there are other things on the market uh that enable you to turn your guitar into a midi controller but i haven't seen anything that has that functionality no the only tracking yeah the only thing i've seen is like an actual like pickup uh, that you can put bolt mm. onto the guitar. That's the only thing in some of the research that I did when we were kind of talking about it, um, that it bolted onto the gar- guitar so that you can, you know, obviously um, play the guitar and suddenly it's like a Rhodes, you know, or like some keyboard or something. And that's cool. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I think uh, until the Ghostwriter, I think I would have done the any Clemens base of the future kind of deal before... Mm. I would put just like a MIDI controller pickup on my guitar. Yeah. (laughs) So for those who don't know, Annie Clemens, uh, she plays bass with Marin Morris. And there's at least one song where in the verses, it's a synth bass. And in the chorus, it's a, you know, traditional stringed bass. So she and her husband mounted an itty bitty little MIDI controller onto the guitar with like a hinge. Oh my God. (laughs) And so she plays that. Uh, during the verses and then she gets into the chorus yeah and she I've did a great video yeah the, i highly recommend looking at the video because clem's really funny in it um she's like you're probably here because you saw me playing bass for Marin on an award show or something and you're like what the fuck is that yes, <laughs> and i was like honestly literally what erupted from my mouth myself I was like what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> the double take like what yeah what, what? <laughs> i need so. i need I need to know what this is. <laughs> needs it. But, needs, uh, wants. Needs, needs. So that demo, between that demo and I filmed something for Perfect Circuit, that'll be out, I think, in November probably, hmm. um, where I used, I, I busted out the um, the Electron model cycles to make a little drum kit. But 
I saw Reverb had these Korg SQ64s on sale for $199. And if you're interested in one, I will have my affiliate link for this particular item in the video description. But it, I, I was watching some videos, I'm like, for 200 bucks. They've been having some sales amazing. recently. Yeah, with the Korg and a few other uh, synthesizer. Some, yeah. Sometimes Reverb gets to be like the liquidation partner. So that's my guess is what this is. So my guess is like there, yeah, there probably is a new thing coming out. Yeah. Um, but one thing I, that really drew me to this Korg was that there are trigger outs on every single, uh, like there's just a ton of trigger outs, like for drums and stuff. So you can use it to trigger other things. Oh, that's and cool. my synth that I got from Perfect Circuit, the JXO8, you can um, connect that to something that has like a clock out and you can connect their sequencer. You can sync your sequencers basically. <laughs> and then of course you can have this as a sequencer. So that just kind of has more possibilities. It's oh, 64 It's sixty-four steps and they don't have to be in blocks of eight. So you can do some like, um, oh shoot, what's the word? Like off tempo kind of stuff. Ooh, yeah, brain. I get you. Yeah, off beat. Brain. Something like that. Um, you can do it. Come on, come on, come on. It's also, it's a lot smaller than I expected, which is, uh, I like. Portable. Yeah. It's very portable. Um, and just like when I was watching some videos, it seems very visual, which I lack sometimes in a sequencer like this. Yeah. So um, normally you can only, on every sequencer I've ever played, you can only visually see With one line yeah. of the sequence at once. Mm -hmm. You can see all 64 sequences, all four rows of them if you want. Then there's outs for MIDI, sync, mod, pitch, gate, and then uh, drums. So the drum outs, and I think they're just outs, but they're also ins. I have some fun stuff for that too. Um, yeah, so I'm. I look forward to. New. Yeah, I look forward to seeing how you demo that at least, so I can kind of see <laughs> what how you. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll demo it. Maybe I come will. Come on, come on, just add friends. some fun to. <laughs> So let's plug I, it into here. Let's plug it like a TikTok thing. Let's plug it into here. Let's see how we can change things. What if there was a song where the drums would boop, boop, yes. boop, 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 and then the bass you would blub, 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 and then yep. the guitar went <laughs> do a little Charlie you can do that Charlie Puh. Yeah, exactly. Puh or is it Puth? Puth. I think it's Puth. It's either. I, do, I say it that way, so maybe it's a accent thing. <laughs> I I feel like that guy like no shade to Charlie. I think some of his music is quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh and I respect it. I do kind of feel like his whole personality is that he has perfect pitch and is very horny. <laughs> that seems <laughs> to be on point. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, no, no. And I, I appreciate all those videos of being perfect pitch and yes. Horny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd disagree either. No. <laughs> oh my god. So what's new with you other than the relentless drilling cycles and hammering going on in your condo? Yes, yes. That that is that is the ever present thing. And this last week it was every day, all day. So um uh, I even had like earmuffs on at some point and tried to work and I just found it almost impossible some days. Uh yeah, it's it. It was a little bit of a rough week, not physically and emotionally dealing with that. I'm sorry, constantly. Dude. So, um, yeah, at night I've found times to work on the demo. The weekends are pretty much now my like time to get things done. So, you know, um, today I'm pretty much recording my 
you know, uh, talking parts for the demo. I already recorded the parts with a special guest, which I'm happy about. It's going to be fun and funny. Um, and I of heard course, about the special guest. I'm very excited. Yes, that's going to be really funny and how it happened. And yeah, we even got like a little photo that they post the day of as if you know, you know, kind of joke. <laughs> if you see the demo, you'll know. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. Um, I'm looking forward to this one because, of course, um, the way I'm animating you know, Figaro or the cat, very, uh, the expression is really comes through in the personality that's uh, part of it. And I got my partner, Carlos, to um, voice him this time because I think it makes more sense because he is a cat that was found in Little Havana. So, I mean, really? my partner is, you know, uh, half Cuban. And he, he's, so a pick, I, he's a piece of cat that picked you? Yeah, he is. He oh, did pick. So, yes. Pigs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, mo the last two cats that I have actually just like literally walked up to me. So I was like, okay, you needed, yep. needed the company after, yep, that's exactly after a hard loss. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was with Figaro. I think it was, I lost Puck, which was like my cat of all cats. Like they were, you know, I love him. Um, but yeah. like probably, but he passed away, I think on the ninth and then Figaro walked up to me on the 13th. <laughs> What? And he was already visiting the work office. There was a priest that was feeding him that lived in the guest house. Oh. Um, and every time I was coming to work, like I'd saw him before, but that day, that day, he not only followed me in subsequent days into the <laughs> office, like broke into the office or wherever I was, he sat in front of the window and looked at me and meowed. <laughs> because He's got, and they, they can't say they, they, people say they're not empathetic. Yeah, he, he, I think he, I no. think he knew. Um, I probably smelled of cat that passed away too that day. Um, no. but yeah, my, my boss though at the time was very like, um, she's allergic to cats and don't, doesn't like animals. So I'm just like, okay, before this woman, cruel woman reports, let me just take you home. <laughs> Even though I wasn't, I was saying like, I don't want another cat or whatever, you know, after obviously he passed. Um, I think I got sent, he got sent my way anyway. So, um, yeah, he was, it, Figaro is pretty much everything in a cat that I told my previous cat, hey, if you have any say in any of that, like, could you, you know, send one over <laughs> that's <sighs> like this? Like, I'll give you a list. <laughs> so oh, he's everything and he gives kisses everything. Puck never gave kisses. So that was a cute thing. He gives Aww. kisses, but Figaro doesn't like to receive kisses we always every time i try to give him a kiss he does the whole ew uh, <laughs> so he was like no monkey kisses get away from me carrie <laughs> lets I, me do it she yeah. lets me do it <laughs> yeah thatch lets me do it no problem he lets me do whatever um but figaro is like no i only give the kisses <laughs> you don't give me kisses but I do sometimes anyway. carrie just presents <laughs> her head yeah oh yeah <laughs> right like presents <laughs> love me you know, mm -hmm. you know, I've taught my cat how to say, how to meow, to meow, to just carry one a cookie and just carry yep. one scratches. <laughs> yes, I've I actually, I've recently taught her, do you love your mama? And yeah. then she meows. Oh, it's cute. <gasps> it's yeah. It's pretty cute. That is adorable. Yeah, yeah. Figaro is very talkative. So that's why at times you'll hear a cat meow in the background. That's him. If I'm recording, I have to record direct because that's him. <laughs> he is very much Freddie Mercury. He wants to be a part of everything. Like if I'm on a live stream or something, uh, he'll come by and want me to pick him up and then hold him up so he can see what's going on. <laughs> and then after a few minutes, I'll put, he's like, okay, that's enough. And like, I'll put him down. But that's what he wanted. He wanted to know what I was doing. 
And he's like, and if, can I be a now? part of this? Huh? An audience. Hello. <laughs> There's this TikTok series of showing my cat things it's probably never seen before. Yeah. And sometimes it's like a video, but then it was like uh like the uh the information on my birth control. <laughs> it's just the oh cat just like because the cat will just stare whatever that human's staring at. Yeah. Apparently. It was like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, there's another woman. paperwork. Okay, here we go. This is what happened. <laughs> yeah, there's another woman that I see. Uh, she has a cat that just demands to watch television all day. And I was like, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, there's a, my friend Dan. He likes to put on, he calls it her shows. <laughs> her stories. He calls it her stories. stories. And that's it's cute. like, it's like either cartoons or bird videos. Cats love cartoons, y'all. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the uh, intro for that Apple TV show, The Morning Show, hmm. uh, Carrie, if she hears the music, she'll pop her head out and like look at it and just like, because it's just a bunch of dots like falling yeah, and moving, moving around. around. It's very yeah. exciting for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a red dot. Oh, <laughs> very exciting. Um, oh, my God. So you research these guitars. Yes. For that, I applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're welcome. I was trying to be somewhat prepared. Because there was a lot, there was a lot to go through. So I was like, you know what? Let me pick at least two uh, from each, you know, body style, just because to kind were, of make it manageable. Because yeah. Telecaptors, there was a whole bunch. There was like, you know, five or six. I think I'm excluding the lefty models in saying that. But yeah, there was a whole bunch of Telecasters. There was some Stratocasters, and of course, yeah, the one one Jazzmaster. Um, I chose kind of a range of the first one being like the earliest and then obviously the second one being the latest of the model. Um, the first one I looked at and I also got the as best as I could find on Reverb comparative specs so we could mm -hmm. see whether they do actually match up or not. But um, it was a little difficult on one of them because I was having a lot of trouble on one of the Stratocasters. I think it was a 73 finding one that was all original and didn't have oh. modifications. So I wonder I why you had so much trouble finding an original one with no modifications. <laughs> Sounds like maybe this was a guitar that needed modifications. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Uh, okay. So the first one is the American Vintage 2 1951 Telecaster. Um, it is an ash body gloss. It doesn't have a bunch of colors, just comes in that. Um, it is a neck material. I'll go over first. One piece maple. Um, it is a scale length of 25.5. The fingerboard radius is 7.25. That's really round. That's going to be hard if you're playing up higher on the fretboard. The fret size uh, vintage tall net width is 1.650. Um, Side docks black. Truss rod is a vintage style, but adjust. <laughs> uh, neck construction for bolt. Neck shape is a 1951 U. Maple is the fingerboard material. 21 frets, bone, black dot, you know. Um, the bridge pickup, pure vintage 51 single coil telly. Um, neck pickup is also a single coil. Um, it basically is a uh, three position. Um, it has the controls, master volume, and master tone. Let me see the... Vintage three-saddle telly with brash barrel saddles. Everything seems to be chrome. Um, uh -huh. Net plate for bolt. Um, looking at the original 51, at least from what I saw, um, the body material is ash, which seems to match up. Um, finish was blonde. Um, let me see. Hold on. 
Um, Maple as well, 7.25 fingerboard radios uh, matches. Bolt on. 51 strat. 51 Telecaster. Oh, Telecaster. Telecaster. I've only seen the left-handed version of that for some reason. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's at the very, <laughs> very, very top. It's fine. Uh, of course, yeah, single coil as well, two of them. Um, scale length, uh, 25.5. Um, so at least some of those pretty much match up. Again, only what I could find online. So um, the estimated value of a original 951 specs uh, estimated around uh, ten to forty-four thousand dollars, depending. I'm actually surprised it's as low as ten. Hmm. Honestly, um, but yeah, ash is kind of a premium wood these days. So I'm sure natural is, you know, uh, historically correct as well. But I just think people aren't going to be wanting to cover up ash right now. Exactly. So. Um, but for the most part, from what I could find online of the original, people aren't that in-depth with describing. So um, yeah. I could get what I could get by comparison, but I guess, you know, Fender can yeah. kind of, I mean, you know. I, I'm sure you could just find that somewhere else as well as in Reverb, but yeah. I'd be surprised if any of these are extremely different from the original. I'm actually more curious if you found any major differences. So far, I really wasn't finding a lot of major differences. Um, the next one, even like which is the thin line, and when I was listening to them the previous day, just seeing if I liked any of them besides the Jazzmaster, if I ever, because I'm not really a Telecaster kind of person, but I'm like, okay, I'm still open to listen to them and see if I ever find one that I like the sound of. Um, but yeah, so far, at least, even this 1972. All of them, all of them seem to be at least in the general specs to be relatively um, almost on point with having the same kind of specs. No, that from what I see, is, that thin line's expensive too. Yeah, the thin line and the Jazzmaster are the most expensive of the series line at two thousand three hundred and ninety nine. I get that more for the thin line, to be completely honest. Because yeah. I feel like it just takes more work to make one. The hollow, yeah, the semi-hollow, yeah. Like, that that makes more sense, as opposed to the Jazzmaster, I don't... Say it. And it being the only option, too, and I was like, that's yeah. gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep writing about that, I guess. Yeah. Alright, so the three colors that this one comes in is natural, three colors sunburst, and like placid blue, and of course I like blue, so I will yeah. always kind of be like, yes, blue. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, this is like, and this is so petty. I've never liked the pick guard shape for on, that one on the thin line. Yeah, I've just never liked it. It just feels like blobby hmm. in ways that are unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, at least in the American Vintage Two 1977 Telecaster, I kind of like that pick guard uh, a little better than that. The 72 what? Um, that is basically the 1977. It's oh, right next. Yeah, yeah, the 77. Good. If you, I was to look at something different than the typical Telecaster, like yeah. the car that usually has, like that one, looks cool. I like that. I, yeah, I like this too. I have a deluxe with a similar similar shape. This was kind of like their answer to a Les Paul, I mm -hmm. think. Um, other than the fact that it has like the Tele Bridge, which I think you want. Um, I think my my dream. Uh, uh, configuration for a Telecaster is a Strat neck and a Tele bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah, they sell. Um, uh, Lawler has a 
a royalty pickup, which is a drop-in Strat-voiced uh, Telecaster neck. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I least... like the wine color on the 77. Yeah, the seven, that's what I said. The wine color on the 77 is what kind of draws my attention to it. Um, I like but... Olympic white also. The contrast. I'm not really, really a white, white guitar person. The only time I am is if I can switch the pick card to be blue, and then it's acceptable. Uh, <laughs> the blue's got to be there. Blue, purple, or red. Yeah, like those three colors. Yeah. Let's see. So what else we got? We talked right, about so some going, they seem about they seem about right. Yeah. Yeah, they seemed about that. Um, so far, when I looked at the spec, they seem to match up for at least the information of the originals that I could find um, when they did get in-depth. Um, the cost of the thin line, though, that I saw ranged from 7 to 10K. So that over, obviously, what they're offering, you know, one obviously mm -hmm. is cheaper, but still it's, you know, it's what yeah. people value, you know. Yeah, right. that's true. The other one was now going to the Stratocaster, since I'm doing two of each, the earliest being the 1957. Um, you have the choice of alder or an ash body. Um, they come in seafoam green, two-color sunburst, and vintage blonde. So on this one, the neck material is a one-piece maple. Um, it is the scale length of 25.5, a 7.25, again, radius. Um, and yeah, everything again, of course, seems to be consistent with also the tellies, the difference in this one, having the V shape neck, as opposed to a U or a C, you know, um, let me see. Yeah. It's basically like a single coil, mm -hmm. you know, with the, and it's also I was seeing that yeah. consistent also with the older model as well. Yeah. Just seems to be on point. Yeah. And probably, I, I would bet the strats are more expensive. What do you, What is it? Or, yeah, it, yeah you're it, on I, point I, I, with that one. Yeah, it's a lot more expensive in the fact that it is a range of sixteen to $43,000. $43,000. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna definitely be the little bit of the price kind. Um I don't love the colors on this. I like the blue. I like yeah, the seafoam green. green is okay. Um it, that it, that it, makes it okay for me. <laughs> I'd go okay. with the vintage blonde next, even though even though I don't really like it very much. And I would go with the the burst least. I don't like I don't like that burst on every guitar. No. Uh, I love it on Jazz Masters. I like it on Les Pauls. They're pro they're probably other models I'd like it on, but I just don't like it on a strap. No. And I, I think strats should be more interesting in their colors. No, I agree. It needs a little bit more personality. But yeah, yeah just basically single coils are consistent mm -hmm. in both models. And I think I'm seeing the finish on the one of the original ones that I saw was uh Mary Kay Blonde. Mary remember, Kay like, Blonde. Yeah, like the makeup. Yeah, like, oh, I, I know I Mary like, Kay. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, so Meryl, that was a thing. Mary K. Blonde. Blonde. Oh, that's like, that's just pretty much the, what they're calling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. The oh other one that this one was interesting, which was the 1973 Stratocaster, has an ash body, but there were two versions on the website of this. And the only difference between the two that I saw was the fact that one had the uh, laminate fingerboard a uh, rosewood and the other one was straight maple 
So they're offering two guitars that are relatively the same. Just that's the only real difference. I think the mocha in this is really attractive to me. Yeah, the mocha like, is nice, yeah. and the uh, Lake Placid Blue because well, we we'll, we know why. We've 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 we've, uh, <laughs> we've established we've established. Yeah. No, I I think that like as far as the seventies guitars go, this mocha is. It's honestly, it's what I think about when I think of 70s strats. Yeah. And yeah. even the one that I had found um, to kind of look at the difference between the two, if there was one. Um, yeah, it was a similar exact like mocha color. I mean, yeah. I saw Sunburst too, but yeah, the mocha was one of those. It's like, okay, at least they got that as one of the actual um, finishes that's yeah. consistent. I think the only difference I see in the difference of the 1973 and an original uh, is the fact that the body material was alder instead of ash. I'm surprised they would go with ash over alder. Because knowing is alder also expensive right now? Because but it's I don't interesting it how in the other Stratocaster, which was the 19, was it the 1957, you have the choice of the alder. Hmm. It's Alder or Ash, and whereas this one with the 1973, you only have Ash as an option. Which is heavier, Alder mm -hmm. or Ash? I think Ash is famously heavy. Yeah, I think Ash it is. Ash is slightly heavier. Yeah. Um, That's what I remember. Yeah. So I would, uh, you know, pick Alder. Like, I love yeah. my, my GNL uh, Telly with the B-Bender. It is mm -hmm. on the heavy side. It's Ash. Um. But yeah, that's a diff completely different company. G&L, sponsor me. I love your guitars, too. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, that's that's the only thing. I mean, and the maple, obviously, like on the Mocha one, is more of the true to tea uh, recreation of the vintage because that's the even on the original, the fingerboard was maple. So that one seems like a direct... Uh, replication. Stratocaster body material. Um, the price I wonder, range. I wonder if they were also offered in different. No, I keep seeing Alder. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's... So that's that's interesting that they chose that one. Oh, someone fuzzface.net, however, says Alder or Ash, but I think this is just someone who's not sure what it is. Okay. How that reads. Or maybe they're getting confused with the other line because on their website, the 1957, I think, is the yeah. only one that says yeah, one older. or the other. Yeah. So I, you have I'm the choice. I'm surprised they would make such a big uh, divergence from the, the original. original. Yeah. I don't that's... know how much it actually matters, but when they're being like that specific with being like authenticity mm -hmm. of what was yeah. original, I'm surprised they would make such a departure, especially considering the costs. Of, of course. Um, let me see. Yeah. So it seems like the at least range that I saw in sales um, estimated uh, six to ten thousand dollars for a vintage for a 1973 Stratocaster original. You know, what's funny is I just Googled which is more expensive, Alder or Ash, and literally all of the results relate to guitars. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was expecting like, furniture. I was expecting a Home Depot link, honestly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah. 
Huh. Well, the Jazzmaster definitely has the older body. Yeah, this website, the, the, the featured snippet says Ash is more expensive. So again... Yeah, going with the higher, I guess, to justify the price, I guess. Well, I mean... Yeah, or they could have just not charged two thousand two hundred seventy nine dollars and ninety nine cents for it. Maybe they could have made it two thousand two hundred dollars instead. Or like oh. the nineteen fifty seven, which seems to be the choice of again Ash or Alder, and that is two thousand and ninety nine dollars. Like, and then you yeah, look at the other cheaper. one, which is dramatic increase. Like, and you're only offering Ash. Alder or Ash, I wonder, uh, it, it doesn't seem like necessarily you're explicitly choosing, because on the website at least, I wonder, is it the finish that depends on, on the wood? So, Oh, the sunburst and green are Alder and the blonde is Ash. That's the difference. Okay, so that's, so that's how they the decide. choice different. Okay, yeah, depending on what it, you get. Yeah, because I get you'd want that kind of thinner finish that shows the wood grain more with ash than alder but you can see the wood green really clearly on the sunburst as well uh so that's fascinating it doesn't yeah. say how many pieces of wood i Wait. assume too are you talking about in the neck or are you any, talking about the body any of the body any of them um, let me see. Neck construction, three bolt, uh, the body. Uh, it, nope. It doesn't say do it's not. a single nope. piece, so it's not. No, it's, it doesn't they would, say. They would so say I would assume somewhere. not. Yeah. Which is mm -hmm. also rare, I think, for electric guitars to be made of a single piece instead of like book matched multiple pieces. That looks so weird. Relatively, if you order custom, there's more of a chance because you're kind of paying for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And often it's so well done, you can't even tell. No. Oh, I accidentally closed the window. All right. Uh, what's next? Uh, the next one, obviously, is the one we were, I guess, talking and lamenting about earlier, which was <laughs> the Jazzmaster. Being Why only, only one. one Jazzmaster. Like, the Player Plus series didn't even have a Jazzmaster, I don't think. Or like one of the recent series didn't even have a Jazzmaster. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Pourquoi pas? Uh, I like how there are two. Oh, yeah, again, like I like the the sunburst. <laughs> so tell us about the specs. All they, right, so <laughs> the specs are: uh, it has an older body, as I mentioned. The colors that it come in are Dakota red, which is pretty nice. Uh, the three color sunburst, um, the Lake Placid blue, and. Uh, those typically are what these colors come in with the matching headstock that I've noticed, which is great. Um, the neck material is maple. Uh, the neck binding is a one-ply white. Uh, neck shape is the 1966 version of the C shape. Uh, fretboard material is bound round laminate rosewood. Um, number frets, 21, not material bone, uh, perloid block, position inlays. Uh, truss rod is also a vintage style, but, but. adjust. <laughs> uh, neck construction, four bolts. Um, of course, we know the nitro is the finish. The scale length is 25.5. Fingerboard radius seems to be consistent throughout all of these uh, American vintage at 7.25. Uh, fret size, vintage tall, net, uh, nut width, 1.650, side docks, you know, black. Um, yeah. The single coil 
pretty much are all the pickups in the Jazz Master. Uh, three position toggle, lead circuit. Um, mm-hmm. So course, just standard re- yeah. vintage rhythm circuit stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. basically more of the um, does it, classic. Does it stack up? Um, I'm looking at it now. And yes, there are the single coil. Yes. On the original one, um, the fretboard material is also the rosewood. It, it, this one original came in the three-tone sunburst. Um, looking for down, right-handed. Yeah, maple as well. Yeah, um, it would be, 2. It would be 5. Rosewood, yeah, yeah, so yeah, bolt-on, 2. 25.5 yeah it seems everything at least for the generic straight forward kind of specs yeah it seems yeah. to be a consistent uh with the original one and the original ranges cost from eight to thirteen thousand dollars for that year of 1966 uh, yeah i mean jazz masters were never as popular as they thought they were going of to be of course yeah <laughs> uh so yeah, they you, were like those were they were they were relatively affordable until like recent this year's is my understanding especially like mustangs and broncos too Hmm. it has that awful over-engineered uh bridge saddle post thing um i just can't like knowing how many people are just gonna like swap that out well well, you know if you play hot like if if you shim the neck and put on higher gauge strings you like that that bridge is fine um mike adams has told me this Mm mm-hmm most people are playing tens and nines and don't really want to adjust the break angle on their guitar. So it's like either you're going to have to make some adjustments to the guitar anyway, like make sure that has a, the neck has a better break angle, or you're going to replace the bridge with a mastery right away. And I just don't understand why you're paying $2,400 for that. Uh, let me see. I think one of the things that the Ampro 2, I think, had was one of the things that they added a micro tilt. I think so that you didn't have to shim was like one of the latest I'm trying to think. And, to yeah. And that. the bridge posts were different. Yeah. But also and- knowing that Fender does have a really nice bridge um, for jazz masters that competes really well with the mastery. I just don't think you can buy it. I'm pretty sure you can't just buy it. Um, no. And I think you have to get like a custom shop jazz master to have it. And that seems Mm. sad that makes me sad yeah yeah it does yeah so they have the american professional bridge you can buy for 120 bucks i think that would be a fine solution um yeah if you wanted to because i mean it does correct some things but it's still not you know it's not a mastery still but yeah i mean that's Uh, usually people aren't masters aren't perfect either they sink they tend to sink so you just need to make sure you have their uh your um allen wrench handy if you need to make some adjustments on the fly Hmm. Do you have a mastery? Nope. No, I don't. I was very, I was... I was very shocked and concerned when the first time that happened. I'm like, what the fuck? Oof. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, selling some stuff to maybe get one at some point, but um, how how is the really adjustment happens. when that happens? Very easy. Easy. Okay. Then not, not something I have to worry about. All right. You can get the American Vintage Jaguar Jazzmaster Bridge Assembly. That's a hundred and ten bucks. So I mean, you could take it out, sell it, and replace it with one that you want, and maybe make like eighty <laughs> bucks on it. Um, but go. I don't know why you would do that. No. 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 Yeah, that doesn't that's make sense. Thing. You know, what was more exciting to me was that Fender Aerodyne Stratocasters. Like that. That was more interesting to me as a recent release, personally. It's interesting. Or if I just like very like 
Jackson competitive, which is funny because they are the same company. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like a, a shreddery kind of look. And I'm, I don't know why I like it, but I really do. <laughs> and blue. That uh, California blue. And they're 1300 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if I was to look even, like, at the Jaguars, like, separately from the vintage, I mean, again, the price is relatively around the same price that I got the Impro 2 for. And mm -hmm. it only basically starts to jump up when you look at, you know, uh, Johnny Marr or, like, you know, uh, you know, 60 anniversary and then you get into the same kind of vintage two kind of price range of like twenty three and twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, they're, I mean, they're people. They're going to charge what they want to charge for the guitars. I know that costs yeah. have gone up. Probably not just like parts costs, but hopefully, like what people are making, like human costs, hmm. are you know higher than they are and. Uh, it's just they're 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 expensive especially and, at a time that it's getting harder to afford such things yeah uh, for some people it is but if you're doing well you're probably not feeling a huge difference um and i think that's probably who this caters to and i think that has some uh impact on who they chose for their marketing hmm. um the the look of the marketing is very vintage understandably um it's like the opposite of modern and some of these like videos and stuff like if you're on that fender jazz master page and you scroll down just look at the screenshot for the video that guitar looks like it's a completely different color it looks like an aged fiesta red and uh so like they're using some sort of filtering in the video either they're using some sort of filtering in the videos or the original photos are not doing the colors justice which is kind of par for the mm. course with fender product photography to of be course. completely blunt like i've been shot like i remember the um the paranormal series the offset telecaster and i got the color that i got because i just really didn't like the other one it was like the natural color i get it and it's this gorgeous like walnut color i'm like this is really a pleasant surprise i thought this thing was going to be like ugly mm -hmm. i thought it's gonna be like more like a baby poop color Oh, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, there is a difference in the photo that you were talking about. And then, of course, the Prague photography yeah, is, is always going to be cleaned up and looking bright when it's photoshopped. Yeah. And this video, obviously, it's just like, I think the, the color in the video looks more appealing to me in the red one, at least. Just because I don't like a really bright, like lipsticky kind of red. I prefer an aged red, like um on the Player Plus Two series Telecaster I have, mm -hmm. or my Coronado Two. Uh, yeah, I just think that's more my color. Yeah, if it's is if it's too bright of a red, like a hot rod, it's like too much. And if it's more of like a vintage car deep red, I mean, I can appreciate I like deeper, that. I like I like a deeper red or an aged red for sure. Yeah, that, those, those kind of colors are relatively, that's even like with the reds, when I do like red guitars, they're usually on the darker spectrum as opposed to a brighter poppy kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was just thinking, uh, 
this is the first year in two years that Squire hasn't done like a new, at least color series for their paranormal series. Did you notice that? Huh. Because hmm. in 2020, they did the original paranormal series. And then in 2021, they did updated colors, but I didn't see anything for 2022. Maybe that, maybe there is more credibility on them having trouble moving those less mm. expensive guitars. Huh. Oh, maybe I guess within the next couple of months, see if something, I mean, we're getting closer also to the holidays. So yeah. I'm wondering whether if that's when they plan to bring them out for. Uh, they usually did them in the summer. Summer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they were pretty consistently in like July or August, I think June, July, August. But yeah, yeah, um, cool. So I mean, that's all I've got. Uh, they're very nice looking guitars. If you can uh, justify that cost, then awesome, awesome for you. You're probably really excited about these. I there are some that I would have my eye on. That Jazzmaster looks awesome. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, and exactly, we're doing, we're we're just griping about the cost. <laughs> I mean, someone's like, they, they, they know. Like, I know. Y- you can't release something that's that expensive and not know that people are going to be like, like I'm, <laughs> there, there's probably reasons, but yeah, it just is like, oh man, it's kind of just, I, I had such sticker shock looking at the prices of those and I wasn't expecting to have that level of sticker shock. No, yeah, I was about that too. I mean, obviously I was a little bit more explicit in my shock <laughs> reaction because I'm uh-huh. a sailor that way. Um, but yeah, I think I, I said, mean, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was it was it was kind of jarring. I was just like, oh, "Okay, look at the other ones," and then just the one jazz mask, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Fuck. "Yeah." <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's a great place to wrap it up. I think um, check us out at Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Get Offset at the five dollar level or above. You get access to our exclusive Discord server. Also have merch at GetOffsetPodcast.com slash shop. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Follow, comment the podcast wherever you, you do podcasts. Um, we have the video version on Spotify now if that's your thing. Otherwise, you can check that out on YouTube, which is probably where you're watching this, just statistically. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Tell your favorite brands about us. Oh, also, if you know uh, you want to have a spot as a sponsor, we will definitely be uh, very creative in the way that we speak about um, your product or services. And uh, you know, um, think about us. Think about us. Think about it. <laughs> well, to everybody out there, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. I'm Jonah Part. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>